Do you want a step-by-step framework on how to nail cold calls? Hey, I'm Sam Dunning, co-owner over at webchoiceuk.com and host of the Top 100 B2B Marketing Podcast, Business Growth Show. And if you haven't done so yet, check out my weekly email where I share actionable website and marketing tips, useful podcasts, free goodies and more each and every Monday to kick off your week with a bang. Why not sign up today over at businessgrowth.email? So today, I'm sharing part of an interview I ran a while back with Benjamin Dennehy, the UK's most hated sales trainer, where we talk about how to nail cold calls. We talk about the psychology behind them. We talk about a full step-by-step strategy. We talk about what are the end results, the end goals, the main outcomes that you want of a successful cold call. And we share exactly what not to do and how to get the best results to make sure your cold calls are actually driving qualified sales meetings for your company and leading towards profitable revenue. Let's dive in. I want to start from the very start. So from initial cold call, mm. what is the, um, what's the reason for it? What are we trying to achieve? What are we trying to get out of a cold call? Ah, so that's a good question. See, I ask everybody that question. What is the purpose of a cold call? And you get an array of answers. And you mm. get things like, well, to get an appointment, to find pain, uh, to understand need, uh, to gather information. You get all these answers like this and nobody ever gets the real answer. And I say, look, those are all good answers. But everything you've just given me is an outcome. Right. Gathering information is an outcome. Finding pain is an outcome. Getting an appointment is an outcome. Outcomes are different from purpose. If you were to ask a lawyer what's the purpose of a trial, they wouldn't say to get an acquittal, to get a conviction. No, no, no. Those are outcomes. What's the purpose of a trial? Then they'd give you the fancy, well, they're all about the administration of justice and the impartial hearing. Da, 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 da. So that's the right. purpose. But it's got multiple outcomes. So what is the purpose of prospecting? The purpose of prospecting is to get a human being emotional about whatever it is that you fix. Okay. So I'm phoning up a stranger. He's sitting at his desk, happy as Larry, eating a sandwich, egg and crass, not a, not a care in the world at this moment in time. And then I phone up and I just talk about the three biggest things that I typically help my clients fix. And he either says, nah, I don't recognize any of those. Or he says, no, no I, I can relate to some of those. And then in the space of about six to seven questions, I move him from intellectually acknowledging it to feeling it slightly. I'm not talking blood and guts on the table or the man breaking down an emotional cripple, right? I'm talking where he gets to the point where he says, you know what? It does kind of piss me off or it does frustrate me or it does annoy me. And yeah. then he says, all right, maybe we should continue the conversation. That is it. A good prospecting call lasts anywhere from six to eight minutes. Anything longer than that and you've moved into the realm of trying to sell them or you're waffling. And the Got problem it. with most salespeople on a prospecting call is they do the crab walk. They tend to go sideways. They're not pushing a person from intellect to emotion. And you can have great sideways conversation. You can talk to somebody for 20 minutes intellectually. 
and get to the end of it and they say, well, look, I've enjoyed the chat, but I don't feel there's anything here. It's because they've done nothing to move the person from intellect to emotion. So the purpose of a prospecting call is to get someone emotional about whatever it is that you fix. And you can't get everyone emotional because some people won't have them. They won't recognize them. They won't relate to them. They don't care about them. So it's not, uh, and that's the other thing. Prospecting calls aren't about getting everybody to say yep. yes. They're about finding the right people to say yes, because I don't want to be kissing frogs. I want to be kissing princesses. So I've got to find the princesses amongst the frogs. They're there, but there's only a few of them. Yeah. Well, that's, 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 perfect. that's what we're trying to do on a prospecting call. Nicely done. So in terms of um, moving people from intellect to emotion, why is it so important, Ben, to get people emotional? What's, because what's we buy emotionally and we justify intellectually. So it doesn't matter how intellectually brilliant my solution is. If I don't feel, if the prospect doesn't feel they need it, then why would they do it? So, for instance, I, I, I've got, um, like everyone, I have a, a mobile phone or a cell phone if you're watching in America or the colonies. Yeah. So you've got a cell phone or you've got a mobile phone. And right now, there's no issues with it. Pretty much seems to get signal wherever I go. Phone calls work. Um, I'm paying a rate per month, which I'm quite happy with. I'm not that bothered by it. You know, it's a business expense. So if somebody phoned me up and tried to convince me intellectually, I tell you what, though, we can double your data. We can give you extra roaming. We can cut your bill by 15 quid a month. I'd say it's all well and good, but I. I, I I, I can't be asked going through the hassle of doing all of that because, th th like I say, my phone works out. But we could save you money. Yeah, but it's not the money, mate. I don't want to go through the whole fucking hassle of changing this and the new sim. Nah, it's fine. So you're never going to get me. But you will get me, and this is this truly did happen to me. One day I was prospecting, yep. and my phone cut out twice on prospecting calls. Now, you never get back to somebody when you get cut off. Yeah. I was pissed off. That afternoon, some chancer phoned up selling telecom services, right? And because I was pissed off about what had happened in the morning, and he said to me, you know, and he started doing his thing, and I said, all right, I'll hear you out. Keep going. And he said, we'll give you this, we'll give you that, da, da, da. And I just said, all right, but I'll tell you what I said, I'm in. Let's do it. And you could hear the excitement in his voice. He couldn't believe what he was hearing. It's probably believe it, right? He was thrilled. I can't believe it. This guy's going to buy. <laughs> and I said, hey, look, before we go forward, so can I ask you a question? He goes, yeah. I said, why am I buying from you? Why have I agreed to do this, do you know? And he goes, well, because, you know, we're going to double your data. Um, we're going to save you. I said, no, no, no. I said, look, I have no idea if the service you're about to give me is going to be any better. I don't need the extra data. I'm going to take it because you've offered it. I, I don't even, do you know why I'm buying this? He goes, well, I said, spite. <laughs> I said, because as of today, Anger. whoever it was that was getting my monthly fee, they ain't getting my money. You could be equally as crap. I Right now, I don't care. I just don't want to give these pricks my money anymore because this morning, I think they cost me money. So any other time, they would have been given short, sharp shrift. Mm -hmm. But he got me when I'd been let down by whatever it was that he sold. And I, I was emotional, pissed off, annoyed. Yeah. So that's why when you're prospecting, you're going to find that they're sitting there eating a sandwich. You've got to talk about what you fix. And then they suddenly say, yeah, I do recognize it. Or, you know, we have that as an issue or we've tried to fix that. Then we can get them into a proper conversation. That's why it's important because the journey has to start emotionally. If they just invite you in, 
out of intellectual curiosity, you're kissing a frog. Yeah, no one wants to do that. So you mentioned something interesting earlier, something I often talk about when we're talking about websites and SEOs to prospects, that you don't want to drive a ton of prospects through the pipeline that aren't actually a fit to do business with you. So like you said, the purpose of cold calling isn't to get everyone to say yes and agree to a meeting, because that would waste your time and theirs. You're just going to go through a qualification initial meeting discovery and realize that you're not a good fit for everyone. Um, Just like with your website, you don't want to drive as many leads as possible because not everyone might be able to do business with you, afford your solution, be a good fit, whatever. So with that said, Hmm. what are some quick best practices, let's say, for the opener of your cold call? Um, How do you recommend it? I think everybody knows the one that I I, I most um, yeah yeah I, I just want to hear it because I know a lot of people disagree with it and I've seen a lot on LinkedIn I know a lot lately. of people disagree yeah of course they do because they disagree with it because their mum won't let them do it that's the real reason it's it's not because it doesn't work it's their mum says you can't say that hmm. yeah and this is the thing I stopped listening to my mum a long time ago I love my mum I love my dad they gave me great advice. But when I realized that they were costing me a fortune because I was listening to all the rules they gave me in a kid that don't apply as a grown-up, I realized how free I was. So the people that say they don't like it, it's because they don't know how to do it or they've done it really badly and it's bombed. Um, and it's like anything. Salesmen are actors. Something's coming right and bright. Sorry, folks. It's just, uh, it's just coming right. It's not I'm being ennobled or sainted or anything. It's uh, it's just the sun. I can just see it. But um, what was I saying? Yeah, it's it's... So the opening line I use, I've got several that I like to use. So I interchange them and it all depends on, you know, what I'm calling on. But the one that I prefer is, and I, again, this works predominantly on decision makers. This works on people in the C-suite, as they say. So I don't phone anyone below director level. If you're phoning below director level, you're wasting your time. Yes, occasionally some managers have the unilateral ability to spend money, but the word manage should tell you what they do. They don't make decisions. So phone at director level. And the thing about directors, these are tough people. They're confident people. They're assertive people. These are people that make decisions for a living. And they got to the top because they made good decisions. Sometimes they made bad decisions and they learned from them. So they're decision makers. They're autonomous And they're their own person, and they have a very strong sense of concept and identity. So when you phone someone up like this, I want to deliberately poke them in a way that's going to make them react. And if you phone up a decision maker and you tell them to do something, their reaction is no. You don't tell me what to do. It's the human condition. We're rebellious by nature. We don't like to be told what to do. So when I phone up, the phone answers, and I go, hey, is that Sam? And you go, yeah. Sam, look, you are going to hate me. This is actually a cold call. So do you want to hang up or let me have 30 seconds? And when you say to someone, do you want to hang up? The reaction most of the time, it's not 100% because you don't know what frame of mind or what's going on in that person's world when you phone them. But most of the time, 95% of the time, if you deliver that well with assertiveness and confidence at director level, you often get a bit of a chuckle. (laughs) You know, you get... (laughs) You know, no, 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 go on then, you know, or it depends what's it about. Yeah, yeah, so you get permission. They give you permission to talk to them. And then the other bit after that is I don't say, can I have, or please, is it okay? I give them a command. I say, let me have. It's a command. So do you want to hang up or let me have? So I'm commanding them with the second bit. And it works on a psychological level because the instant reaction is no, don't want to hang up. 
Yeah, and then let me have 30 seconds. And then you'll get three answers. They'll laugh. Ha <laughs> ha, quite like that. Go on then. Some will say, well, what's it about? Which is kind of a weird thing to say because you've just said, can I have 30 seconds to explain what it's about? So it's, 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 it's they don't know what to do here. They're caught up. They want to say no, but you've caught say, them. How much of this is because it's still very unusual to hear this type of cold call intro? And how much of it is weighted on the way you actually deliver and your tonality? The delivery is key. If you say... um. I'll be up front. This is um, this is a this is a cold call. Um, do you want to hang up or can I have thirty seconds? They're gonna think loser, wimp. Remember, if you're talking at decision maker level, you've got to be like your prospect. You've got to mirror them, and you have to sound like them. And that's very hard for most people in sales because most people in sales are young men and women in their twenties, maybe early thirties. They don't own two homes in a boat. They aren't technically successful by the wider world standards. And now you're phoning someone who probably is successful. So you don't act or sound like them. You have to learn to create that character. I had to learn it because I wasn't like that. So it's tiring to be a good actor because every time you pick up that phone, you've got to become that same character just for a few seconds and then you can go into a different role. So yeah, it's very important that you deliver it well. Yeah, yeah, and that makes sense. And because we want to, we've got a few other topics we've got to move yeah. through. Any other quick, quick pointers on the cold call? In terms of you mentioned earlier, you typically involve three common pain points or problems that your customers will typically have. So yeah, is, is that the next step, or if we could just well, the hardest of... thing for a salesman to do is put himself into his prospect's shoes and see the world through their eyes. So most salespeople always talk in marketing speak or solution speak. We yep. help companies do X, Y, Z. We have this proprietary system that can do. We achieve blah, blah, blah. Uh, people tell us they have. But your prospect's never thinking in that language. So I can't phone up and say, hi, I'm a sales trainer, and I give people a systematic, psychological-based approach that will enable your salespeople to get out. And he goes, oh, well, it's funny you should say that because I was just thinking about that this morning. No. What is a guy that could use me probably bitching or moaning about that I could fix? And I know the number one thing. I phone any MD or CEO, go, look, you've you probably got great guys, but you're maybe a bit frustrated that they're reluctant or not motivated to pick up the phone and prospect. And they say to you, yes, I recognize that. That's what we're after. We're after what they see in their everyday life. So you've got to reduce it to that. And that's hard. I, every client I get has to do that exercise. And they struggle because they write down what they fix. No, 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 not what you fix. Write down what your prospect's viewing in their everyday life that you fix. Oh, I don't know. So how can you phone someone up and honestly say you understand them when you can't even view their problem through their eyes? So that's a key takeaway. And if you get that right, your prospecting calls will work so much better than the vomit you're probably spewing on them now. Yeah, it informs your marketing a lot. We've done a lot of past episodes where we've talked to marketers and basically shared about how you can run customer interviews. So you interview your current best customers, find out the problems they actually came to you with, what they wanted to fix, find out the ones that are the most common, the juiciest, and the ones that actually bring cash flow, and then use those in your sales material, whether that's in your calls, your website, your yeah. marketing material, and all that good stuff. So that makes sense. Um, and just to wrap this up, are we... Yeah. Are we constantly pushing for the meeting? So if, if we've had a problem that they've said, yeah, that, 
that resonates and are we are we just looking to dig deeper on that and eventually close out with saying like can we set up an appointment next tuesday no, or something like that or? I, I do not use the word can we have a meeting or can we book in an appointment um i can't remember the last time i ever asked anyone for an appointment or a meeting um, because the way I structure my calls, it's not possible. The, the call ends. I've done my my questions to get them slightly emotional. Because the last question I ask is, can I ask you a last question before you hang up? They go, I go, have you given up trying to fix this? Now, because I've done my job well, 99% of the time I get, well, well, no. And as soon as I get that, that's it. That's the end of the prospecting call. I then go into with a very simple line. I go, well, look, I'll be honest. I don't know if I can fix this for you. But I've worked with a lot of companies with these problems and we've managed to eliminate it for a lot of them. Not all of them, but most of them. Now, let's pretend, and like I say, I'm not saying I can, but let's pretend we could fix this for you. And when you saw our solution, you genuinely believed it would work. Is there any reason you wouldn't invite me in to explore that further? So you asked to be invited in. Yep. I never asked for a meeting or an appointment. No, no, because that's imposing myself on it. So is there any reason you wouldn't invite me in to explore that further? And they all say, no, not really. Because it's hard to say no. It's really hard to say no to the way that's phrased. I don't know if I can fix it for you, but let's pretend you did believe we could fix it. Is there any reason you wouldn't explore that further? No, I can't see why not. You know, it's, it's almost impossible to say, yeah, I would actually. <laughs> So they say no. And as soon as they say that, I go straight in with another question. Have you got your diary there? And they're going, yeah, yeah. I go, what date are you looking at? Now I give these mini commands. What date are you looking at? So never ask for a meeting, never ask for an appointment. It's almost the equivalent of saying to somebody, here, pass me your wallet. What happens to you the moment says, here, pass me your wallet? There's that flinch. What? And all of a sudden, the barrier goes up. That's what happens when you say, well, look, can we schedule an appointment? All of a sudden, the prospect goes, uh, 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 and then they half-heartedly commit to it because they kind of feel they have to for social niceties point. And then the moment they hang up, they think, oh, bollocks to that. A lot of this is in the small things, it sounds like, from the tone of your voice yeah, and using yeah. commanding words and phrasing yes. things in a certain way can make quite a big difference. Selling is the art of communication. That is all this is. This is two human beings talking. And my job is to make someone comfortable. If they're not comfortable, they won't move forwards with me. Salespeople don't realize how uncomfortable they make people. And there you have it. I hope this step-by-step -step guide on how to nail cold calls has been of use. As always, if you enjoyed today's episode, a quick subscribe on YouTube is much appreciated or a rating on your podcast channel goes a long way. And with that, I should catch you on the next episode. Cheers. Chili Piper's automated scheduling tools are super effective for booking and scheduling demos. I could chat about them all day long, but why not listen as a new customer witnesses the magic of Chili Piper for the very first time? Okay, you're just about to switch gears. I'm ready for it now. Hold on. Oh, we, we got one. We got one? We got one. Oh my God. Ah, yes. All right. Via ownership to... One of our AEs pinged me and goes, guess what just worked? Exactly how it should have happened. This is exactly how it should have happened. I could have done it. Oh, my God. You are incredible. So there it is. Proof of the power of Chili Piper. Book your free demo today over at chilipiper.com slash BGS. That's C-H-I-L-I-P-I-P-E-R dot com 
slash BGS. Chilipiper.com forward slash BGS.